from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Heroic Sayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. Is it? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Probably. No, I'm kidding. Um, and this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a world-building, character creation, and collaborative storytelling podcast where each week, Jeff and I take a listener prompt and create one of the greatest stories of all time. One of the, because I say our backlog, are the greatest stories ever told. See, and I like that because it lets sets low expectations because you know what? I'm ready. I'm, I feel like we're at a point. I'm ready to start just really coasting. I feel oh, like. Yeah. I feel like we, we, we hit the gas early. Yeah. We, we sped it. And now we're at a point, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to take the foot off the gas pedal. I'm going to hit cruise control. I'm going to mm-hmm. lean back in my chair and I'm going to let it coast for a little while. Oh, one thousand. A little while. So we've tried really hard for I think this is episode 148. And that's just titled characters. I don't number the ones that are like fantasy road trips. So this is like 170 piece of piece of media. We are chilling. This is about to be the we're not trying at all. If you came here for the great story of all time, guess what? We don't even have to try hard to make it that's right today's today's prompt is jeff's hamburger recipe well oh. all right if we have to get into it i mean Please, i'd love to hear it right now Jeff. twist my arm what is it see now the trick is that a lot of people will tell you and and aaron like you are someone that has worked in food like you might scoff at me for this but like my personal view is like microwave can, that meat yeah right <laughs> you can get frozen like the frozen pre-made hamburgers and make a really delicious hamburger out of it like oh no question of course you, just, you, you let it if you if you let it thaw for like a couple hours and then you really like massage some spices into it like yes yeah it's not gonna maybe be as like juicy or fatty oh. or rich as like uh if you spend 20 dollars on some 80 20 you know aged beef but like it you're gonna get you get like a four dollar pack of frozen patties <laughs> And you, 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 you let them thaw, you rub in some spices, some garlic, some salt, maybe a little paprika. Oh, now you're getting fancy. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I'm saying. That's, I feel like you can make a really good, just like, just a, 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 heart, a filling burger, a warming burger. That's really what, because like, for me, that's the priority. Like 100% though, like the, the misconception that like, oh, if you're not forming the patties yourself, like, yes, you have then it's essentially, you know, exactly what's going in. And like, you know, you buy a pre-made blend, you know, for the burgers when you get that of like Chuck and whatever and blah, 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 blah. But they're just formed into the patties. And you know what I mean? You don't, it's yeah. a step that you don't have to do. And honestly, like, it, it depends on how much you want to, I always use the phrase from, like, from first-person shooter games, depends on how much you want to sweat. Like, how hard are we trying to try? You know, are you just trying to throw stuff on the grill and get a quick burger in? Or are you trying to, like, you know, get a get some ground beef, ground turkey, some uh, plant-based deliciousness that mimics ground beef um, and season it up? Like, that's, e- they're both so simple and there's there's nothing wrong with either one of them. Now, now, actually, I do want to segue into what's getting us excited because there's something that is related to this that is exciting me. And I don't remember if we've talked about this. I think we have. Was it Aaron, a hero? We, Aaron, have we talked about Nadia's time to eat? Yes, we did. Okay, good. Because I uh, that was uh, it's not my it's probably not my pick for what's exciting me this week, but I can't recommend it enough. If we're talking about food, time saving food hacks, it really is a delightful show. 
what, what's something delicious you ate this week? Uh, something delicious. I had Ethiopian today for lunch, oh, and it baby. was just. I mean, it was. It was. It changed my week. It's so. It's been a rough incredible. week, and that just single handedly elevated my entire week. Eating delicious things can really like change the ter- can turn the tide. You know. Yeah. The cavalry arrives in the form of food and your taste buds. And oh, it's, it's great. Oh, it's such a lovely thing. I got a. I got a. I got the. I got a meat combo platter, and it was just awesome. It was Fuck every. Yes. Every. Everything was good. I love that. Um, something that I've been eating that's delicious is, um, so I've been grilling plantains. Uh, oh, fuck. Di- didn't know you could even fucking do it. Been oh, sleeping yeah. on that. Oh, so, yeah, they're good. You just, you, it's so, listeners at home, you don't want to buy the green ones. You want to buy what at ShopRite or whatever your regional supermarket is. They refer to as sweet cooking bananas, but make sure they're the sweet ones with the black on them. You just slice them in half, like, long ways, and then put... You don't even have to fucking do anything to them. You put the exposed, we'll call it Nana side, the exposed banana side down the grill on like medium for like 15 minutes. And then you flip it over after 15, do the other side. And you are in flavor town. It's fucking, it's heaven. It's, it's yes. heaven. Ah, and it's so easy. And it gets that nice caramelized taste that you've been looking for. And it's so simple. And you, you know, you could do it on a George Foreman and you grill. And you get the smokiness and oh. the sweetness. Oh, it's everything. It's everything. That's what's getting me excited this week is just eating bomb stuff and, you know, just taking time to cook, you know, because, yeah, that's pretty much it. Taking time, if you have it, to, like, make yourself a delightful meal is rewarding. And, like, allrecipe.com is always really simple for something quick. It's been, this episode is sponsored by All Recipe. No, but, like, cooking is a fun thing. That's what's getting me excited this week is, like, finding a fun recipe and be like, I'm going to fucking make that. You know mm. what? It's simple and I'm going to do it. I do that with drinks a lot. Like, Ooh. I don't, I, I don't do that as much with with food. But like, if I find like a cocktail recipe and I'm like, I'm gonna try that. That yeah. I'm gonna try tonight, and then I'll it's try fun. it, and it's wonderful. It's the feeling. It's just a nice, satisfying feeling. It feels, it, it feels, feels good, man. But like, it no, it good. does. It's awesome. Um, and on this show, <laughs> well, that's now, getting us excited. Real week. quick, yeah, we have to spend. I know we're already seven minutes in, but we have to spend an important moment. Oh my god, Aaron. I forgot you fucking did it. It's done. It's it done. done. Now Jack, it's not one hundred and ten percent done. It is. I haven't even watched every piece of Dragon Ball media. Now you've watched more Dragon Ball than me by light years. I have. I have watched all of Dragon Ball, which is so wild. All of Dragon Ball Z. Yep. And all of Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> That's an incredible. Since like March. That's Since madness. Like start of March. That's so impressive. Um, I, I got to applaud it too. So I was inspired by your journey. So I went down the rabbit hole. So what I do in my, in, what I do with my free time. Hey, everybody. This is internet personality, Eric Zanasias. I will play a video game that's just like Diablo or like Destiny, like a grind game on one monitor. And on the other one, I'll watch lore explanation videos on the other so I was learning about the history of, like, Akira Toriyama and Super Saiyans and, like, when they were designed and each level. There's YouTube channels that just explain that kind of shit. And, like, you know, what Ultra Instinct was, like, inspired by. Oh, it, I gotta watch those. It's a lot of fun. And, like, it's just a nice way to, like, wind down. And, like, you just... And you learn about nerdy shit that you love. If you like a franchise, someone is on the internet making YouTube videos explaining the plot or, like, concepts that may be a little challenging with, like, tons of really cool research of, like, here's what went into Ultra Instinct, Bruce Lee, and blah, 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 blah. It's really a lot of fun. And that's what... I, I went down that rabbit hole deep yesterday oh my god because a lot has changed because of the dubs jeff that's what yeah, i learned right. because in in japan it's like 
they're the Super Saiyans weren't numbered for a long time. Uh, they were called like grade, like one through Super Saiyan one, two, and then what we think of as Super Saiyan two is actually Super Saiyan grade five. But okay. in the dub, we know it as Super Saiyan two because Goku, when he turned Super Saiyan three for the first time, kind of put a name on it. Yeah. And I was like, because at the time shit. they don't call it Super Saiyan two, they just call it like Super, a Super Saiyan, Saiyan beyond a Super Saiyan. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And then, but since the show came out in the '90s, we all knew from like all the literature that had been out already that it was Super Saiyan two. Anyway, hi everyone. <laughs> I really like we are Dragon seven Ball and Z a half as well. In. Uh, we're gonna have to do Aaron. Honestly, like. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say Patreon this on exclusive mic. Extras? We're gonna have to do a one shot secret archive exclusive, oh. just where we just talk about Dragon Ball for an hour. I'm about that life. We have All to right, talk about like, our tuned. favorite, our favorite things and stuff like that. Because I got a lot. <laughs> I shit. I have been. Lo- that's been my jam. I just watched the Broly movie. Well, I watched the fights. I still have to actually sit down and watch it. That's, I watched. The that's fights. the last thing that we have to. The last. I should say that's the last can or. One of the last canon things we have to watch. There then are, you have I to think, watch all the garbage. <laughs> there's like three canon specials that we still yep. have to watch. There's um, the Bardock special. You watch Garlic special. Jr. already, right? We watched Garlic Jr. There's yeah. the Bardock special, like the, hit, mm-hmm. the the story of Bardock, the history of Trunks. And then we may or may not watch Yo Son Goku and Friends Return, which is the years later sequel special. We haven't decided yet. Oh, that was mad weird. Is that the one with uh, Turles with Vegeta's son? I do. I think so, but Turble, I'm not sure. Turby or something. It's fucking weird. I watched that, uh, in but it's college. also it's not available in a dub. So like, I haven't decided if we're going to like commit to it yet. You gotta watch all DBZ have- Media. And then we're going to watch all of the non-canon movies, and then we're going to watch Broly, and then then we will, I don't know, st- I, we've been toying with the idea of starting Simpsons from episode one, and holy shit. We'll see where we go. I would do a rewatch podcast with you. All right, we're 10 minutes in. Aaron, do we want to pick a prompt? <laughs> um, all right, let's hit record on that big, oh wait, we've been recording. So everyone, welcome to our story building and world building podcast. We're going to take a listener prompt and create a great story. Thanks for hanging out with us for 10 minutes. We love you. We love you so, a lot. Prompt this week comes to us from our, our uh, prompt submission channel on our Discord. Go there, check it out, and talk to us. Prompt comes from Rumda. Prompt, she knew her mother was in a dangerous line of work. So every night, she went and added an extra line or two of magic to her armor. It's very interesting. Good, good. And that's very interesting because we are going to play the game we said we were gonna. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the thing. We said we're gonna do it, and now we're doing it. Yes. We're playing Union by Ben Robbins, a game of family and ancestry. We're gonna tell the story of a hero, and then we're gonna tell the story of, like, the generations prior to that hero and the things that, like echoed have echoed down through history to give us this hero and like put this hero in a position to do the heroic thing because ev- because history is is ever repeating and we're gonna we're gonna watch the world flow through uh to this hero's moment i that was a really good explanation of it and i really like that cool um, um that's the short version of it the this light like there's a like the sh- that's the shortest version. The short, uh, the 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 way the game is going to be played is we have a collection of index cards broken down into each into four sections, which is two people, uh, two ancestors, a union, which is the these two people's lives before they had an offspring, and their um, fate, which is their life after their offspring. 
Well, we're going to take turns kind of filling out this information. We're going to get to know our hero a little bit. Then we're going to zoom out and learn about the history that led them to led to this hero being in a position to have the to do this great thing. Fuck yes. I love it. I love it a lot. Um, do yeah. we start with anything like, you know, do we like initial pitch like our usual or no? We don't we do, do that here. We, we do a little bit of it. Um, we'll, I'm going to run us through uh, the sort of the express version of the of the setup for the game to get us to kind of up and running. Yeah. We're going to start with uh, what is called the trouble of our time. We're going to pick a we're going to pick a problem or make up our own or pick a problem and elaborate on it. There's a list of things. Uh, we will pick a a, a problem. That this hero addressed through a legendary deed. Okay. My initial pitch, just from the prompt, um, was over... T- so, something I was th- it made me think about is when a, when a smith repairs armor, right? That means the armor is damaged. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, in a fantasy setting, you know, in medieval bullshit or anything. Just, like, a setting where there is armor. They're repairing, like, tiny nicks in it and, like, cut scratches. Like, you know, det- like, the, the armor was damaged. They're repairing it. So, over time, it makes me think of, like, how bone density can increase over time. You know what I mean? Like, once you fracture it and it keeps building yep. upon itself, or, like, a tree. It makes me think that over time, maybe this armor was passed through generations and like you know people have always added if like you know this was if okay so the prompt says that uh in every time there was a repair every night she went and added an extra line or two of magic to her armor i like to think that this is like an enchanting like a blacksmith and they're putting because over time that would make a suit of armor that is like you know incredibly powerful or special to this family to this lineage you know what i mean yeah, and I think that which kind of laterally lends itself to a problem, which is, uh, you know, uh, something something that requires armor, something sort of uh, combative. Yeah, I might want to propose uh, something that I love is uh, fighting for fighting not not beings, but but sentient or not maybe not even sentient, but like. The idea of, um, I think specifically of Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy III, of the time that one of the characters uh, suplexes a train. Ah, I like that. That I like idea that a lot. of like, and so what I think of is like punching a tornado okay. or like punching a hurricane or specifically the thing I want to pitch is like a vortex. Okay. <laughs> Why a vortex of all things? I don't know. I just think it's cool. Okay. To quote, to quote, to quote Marge Simpson, I, I just, just think, think it's they're neat. neat. So what that tells me, though, Jeff, is that this person, maybe this is in a region we haven't really discussed yet. Maybe like our, our natural disasters, like in Pokemon, there are these legendary Pokemon that are like thunderstorm, a tornado. They're like these cats. Maybe like natural disasters appear in this region as like beings you know what i mean okay, i like that yeah like some kind like you know the, something that is like the spirit of a hurricane the spirit of a twister of an earthquake but they are like a f- tangible thing you know like yeah. a monster or a person and this person like you know and these the people from who live in this air part of fantasy have to then like clash with them in order to you know, keep their town from getting like swept away by a fucking tsunami or something. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea that this is someone that it, that their job is like, oh, well, there's a tornado on the edge of town. I gotta go. I gotta go fight it. I gotta go fight like tornadoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have to fight like Gale Forcia. You know, something ridiculous. Yeah. Like I'm thinking very. It, to me, it's very Power Rangers, which yeah. I don't hate. 
I don't where it's that. like a big ridiculous, you know, tornado monster person is like, I'm going to fuck up your region. They're like, not on my watch. And this like Power Ranger essentially challenges the very elements themselves. Mm-hmm. I think Which that, is I think cool. it's and I think it maybe it's not even so much that they are malicious, it's just and and so it's not so much like I have to go kick the shit out of this tornado. <laughs> so much as it's like in the sense of like I love big cosmic entities that like that like see things on a scale that we do not. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I picture it as like I got to wear this armor and go out and like stand against this tornado. And like I have to basically be the um, what do you what are they the sand sandbar is that the thing that like key that like slows a, a hurricane as it approaches the coast? I have no fucking idea. I have to be like the I have to be the sandbar that like blocks a hurricane. I, have to I be the, okay. I have to be the the sandbag that like blocks the wind, right? Like it's like, and some of that is actively fighting because it is like summoning like wind elementals, and like I have to fight them off. But in a lot of ways, it's just I have to be like a shield bearer that like blocks this thing and like forces it to go around our small community. So this is something that it harkens about. I would like to make a pitch. Where it harkens back to one of my. I've never, this is how pathetic I was as a kid. I used to go to Blockbuster or West Coast Video and read the back of video games that I'd never actually own, but I would like imagine. And I did the same thing and like, <laughs> I'm like legitimately shook that you just said that. <laughs> Where I would imagine owning them and like, I, oh, I'd, I'd try to piece together what they're like and like try to figure it out. And one of and them And you was, just read them and go, God, that sounds so cool. So, sounds the next so one. fucking good. And I would like read the instruction manual and be like, oh my God, this looks amazing. Oh, well. Never have that. And so one of the the game that in question is Super Adventure Island. I eventually it's this cool, like kind of action RPG for the Super Nintendo where it's a platformer, but it's also an RP it's kind of like it's gear based and you go from island to island, like getting weapons and upgrades. But the thing that kind of grabbed me as a kid was um this is right as I was playing Shining Force 2, so my first RPG, I saw this and it was like to beat the fire island, you have to first obtain the ice sword and the ice armor that protects you from the fire. And then to beat the island of really hard rocks, you have to get the crystal sword and the crystal armor. Like you keep upgrading and things like that, you know, to to solve that problem, you need this armor. So when this, say our hero is the the, the daughter who is basically enchanting this armor, is this armor, say the hurricane's coming... Is the armor, the two lines of magic etched in to protect the wearer from harsh winds and rain? And yeah. then when a hurricane, when a, when a tornado's coming, it makes them really heavy and wind resistant so they don't get picked up and carried away. And so it's like that kind of like mystical armor is then passed down through generations to keep this area safe from not malicious, natural, just, just natural forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck yes. And so, so she created... <laughs> She created the magical armor known as the bastion that stands alone against against an uncaring abyss. The bastion that, is, for sort. Is that for from short. something? No, I just wanted to call it the bastion that stands alone against an uncaring abyss. The bastion for short. Listen, listeners, I don't know if you had the same reaction as me where you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. How the fuck? That's got to be from something. That's so good. What is it? One more time. I'm sorry. The bastion. The, the bastion that stands alone against an uncaring abyss. 
Fuck. Also known as the Bastion. So the armor, it's a set, right? It's like an armor yeah, set. It's an, is it's the an Bastion. armor and a shield and oh like a big, I'm picturing a big like scimitar. Oh, that like is never God. used. That like you know, there's a line of things in the scimitar that if it is used against like if it is used if it is used to draw innocent blood, then the armor will crumble to dust. And I like the idea. I like it more of like it's a scimitar, but it sort of works how we would think of like a magic staff would, where it like it helps say like the tornado swirls around them, they redirect the wind. Yeah, or like they lift their staff. And what we've made is the Avatar, Jeff. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> have you watched Avatar: The Last Airbender? I've not watched Avatar. I think it's on my they list can, though. They control the fucking elements. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I, I kind of <laughs> like, I, I, I like it as the ultimate sort of defensive thing, right? Is the ultimate absolutely. Like, it is the ultimate like home pro- like or like protection of community thing of like of like it is designed not to attack but strictly to like defend and deflect, and it is the ultimate like safety armor. I really dig this, and so the person who's making it is making it for, they said, so the, the prompt is, she knew her mother was in a dangerous line of work, which is ba- bearing the bastion. So every night she went and added an extra line or two of magic to her armor. So the bastion continues to get stronger, or is it something like, you know, uh, mom, you know, a forest fire is coming. You know, I got to enchant your armor to be resistant to te- like high temperatures or is I it think like more? I like that. I like it's that. I like that it's that. I like that it is uh well, a vortex has opened. I must I I have to understand like what a vortex can do. Mm. What this vortex can summon and I have to find the line of magical of of in magical inscription that will help like you survive if you are pulled into a vacuum, right? Has, or, ha, yeah. Has the Bastion been passed down through generations and is now only being improved by this one, our hero, yes. basically? Yes. So it, what did it do well, before? We'll find We'll find that out. Oh, fuck me. Um, are okay. we finally going to play the game? We're finally playing the game. minutes in. Oh, no. We're, I mean, we were, we, were, we were figuring out the trouble of our time and oh, the hero's true. deed. Oh, true. Now Never we're mind. Gonna, now we're going to figure out the hero's traits. We're Let's going to go. briefly. We're going to briefly get to know. We're or uh, we're going to briefly lay out a few key details about who our hero is. Um, what about them jumps out to you based on the story that we've told? Like, what about her? What about her immediately? Like, comes to your mind that uh, she is a smith that can enchant magic lines of mat. It's like, it, it, the prompt says, added an extra line or two of magic. So this is someone who's like, you know, in, in a video game, this is the person who's like, hey, I need you to, you know what I mean, the support character in the menu screen that's like, I think you might be facing a fire soon. Better upgrade it. And like they're like, tink, 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 tink. The, the skill of blacksmith and etching in magical words and enchantments into armor, I think jumps out to me. That is a, that's like a magic, that's a profession. What jumps out to me then is that this person is a sco- like she is a scholar, right? Mm. Like it's that she is not necessarily like because it, it's that she she is a scholar and a pacifist. She has no interest in wearing the armor. And that's what I was going to ask you. I was like, is this going to get handed to her? I think she doesn't want it. Mm. I think like I think when it comes to her, she will find someone else to wear it. I and think pass it is on the it mantle. Is, Got it. She is like it is never it is never going to be my place to wear this like i am not that person i am not ever going to be a person that belongs on the front you know raising my shield if i raise my shield to a volcano that volcano will tear through me 
Ah. But I can but I can provide you the support that you need to raise your shield against that volcano. Is Okay, why is she she just doesn't want to? Is that not her bag? Like is her family more of like the capital H hero types and she's just like a blacksmith or is it just like I didn't want to do that? Can be both are good. You know both what I mean? Are both good, are good and I I like both. I I kind of what jumped out to me and and this is not an indictment, but like I kind of picture it as a little bit of just fear. Like I as, as it is Completely. like it is the fear of of if I do this I will fail and people will get hurt. Mm-hmm. So it is better for me like it is better for me to do what I what I'm good at and lift other people and like you know give someone who is who is good at like planting their feet in the ground, raising their fist and taking the block. Like I can make them unstoppable, but if I do it like I will crumble like paper. I like my fantasy tabletop RPG characters to have like a little bit of hesitation in like mm-hmm. acts of grand heroism where you just hurl your body into like mortal danger. Yeah. You know, cause that's like, you know, rare. It's like, you know, it's idealistic that like, I'm that selfless. I'm just going to do it. But I like when someone says like, no, that's why I like being a bard all the time. Like I'll stand in the back and I'll make you stronger. Fuck it is, that. It is. Uh, I've talked a lot about the, the myriad myriad problems i have with uh jr tolkien's lord of the rings yes just many problems it goes without saying that we are (laughs) we acknowledge that it's like unfortunately influences almost every bit of fucking fantasy that exists and it's like almost fucking unescapable and it i got a lot of beef with it but i do like the I, i do like that it is a recurring theme in lord of the rings that like these are that like a lot of the characters are ordinary people that like mm. they are confronted with and they have to go, oh, fuck, I got to do like I got to do this. I don't really want to like and they like and, and you get a lot of characters who when confronted with that will go, I can't be the person that does this particular thing, but I can do this instead. And you see that by doing that, they ultimately like contribute to saving the world. Uh, yeah, like a, everyone has their place in yeah. the action of saving the world. That like and you I, can you don't have to be the one with the flaming sword. You can be the one like, you know, drawing maps. Draw, inscribing them with magic. And I yeah. that's what I like about that's what I like about this character. Let you want to shoot a name? Yeah. Cuz is it okay, is it something where they have they come from a long line of heroes, is there pressure from their family? <sighs> I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say no, but it was but they are from a line of heroes, but so it's it is unexpected that the answer is no. Okay. Why not? Just cuz like your family's lit. They're nice. I think it is I think <laughs> it, it, it it reminds me the the to take a really but like peel I, I I know that we've been trying to peel back the curtain when we just blatantly steal a thing. Yeah, of course. There's a scene that I love in Captain America the First Avenger. The, like, why do you want to do this? Do you want to be the big, strong person? I just hate bullies. Yeah. I kind of love that. I kind of love the idea that she and her mother had that conversation. Mm. Had that conversation of, like, look, I'm not going to do this forever. Like, is it, am I, like, it's come time. It's come time where if you're taking on this mantle, like, I've got to start training you so that you can be ready. Like, are you accepting this? And there was a lot of long pauses that came to, no, I don't think I can. And her mother was like, "Yeah, I didn't really think that you were going to. If you wanted I, to, yeah. I would have I would have I would have trained you from this day onward." But like, you know, 
she kind of knew her kid, right? Like, yeah, of course. That's why I like those kind of stories. That's why I was like, I wanted to get to the bottom of like, it's an open conversation about like, no, if that's not what your your goals are, that's not what your dreams are. Like, I'm still going to support you. What you want to do, and what you want to do is still really amazing. Like, you want to protect and save people. Like, you want to keep the tradition, not the tradition, but like, you want to keep this mantle that you know, this responsibility going that our family has had and taken upon ourselves for generations, the fact that you want to do it and, like, in your way is very noble. Yeah. It's, I I, I recognize, I recognize that, that what was right for me is not going to be right for you, and you find, you find your way, you find what is right for you, and I will, I will, I will be there to train you to the best of my ability or find the person that can, that can take you under their wing. I fuck with that. So their name. Their name. <laughs> um, hmm. Hmm. They're, they're a smith. They like crafting. They like uh, enchanting. And hmm. The first name that pops into my head for a first name is like Runara. Runara's like some, good. Runara? Um, Runara. Runa, what about Runara Sandbar? I don't know if Sandbar is the term that I'm thinking of, but I said it twice and I'm just going with it. Uh, a sandbar. Yes, yeah, sandbar is what I was thinking of. Is it the swirling, the swirling turbulence of the the a offshore bar, uh, partly partly exposed ridge of sand or coarse sediment that is built by waves offshore from a beach. Those bars of sand, those like blocks of sand, regularly play a role in like blocking like heavy oh. winds. Well, I love that. Then, oh, then I really dig that because that's their job. Right. That's we can their just family lineage. Is protecting, nat- you know, natural disasters from ever, maybe, okay, here's a pitch. Their their lineage, like the 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 sandbars, you know, the this line of people bearing this armor, bearing the bastion, their job has been keeping these natural disasters happen. They are, we said they have a level of sentience, whatever, and they're coming for this region. Do we want to name it? Just for uh, funsies? Um, let's go with the something coast, maybe. Let's go with the coastal rift. Okay. Because I want to pitch you, uh, this is some heavy stuff that, like, we'll probably dig into at some point, but we're not going to do it right now. Okay. Uh, there is a rift to some sort of elemental plane or some sort of elemental oh. state. Like, there is a, going back to the idea of, like, a vortex, like, there is some sort of, like, tear to an elemental place. Oh. That these elemental beings tear through and they are sort of, you know, it, it reminds me a little bit of like Kaiju in Pacific Rim where they're just sort of tearing through a portal. Yeah, it reminds me too of um, uh, Greek mythology Titans. Yeah, they just, where, like, they, you know, they're, they just they're emerge. In a, yes, where they emerge and fuck shit up. And like that is what I'm picturing. So it is it is the it is the coastal rift. So the coastal rift is protected by the sandbar family. Or, yeah. like, for generations, it's just been, like, it's fallen to the sandbars because they have the bastion. And our Runara sandbar is someone who, for, you know, their mother's in a very dangerous line of work, they start tinkering with the armor. They're the one who cha- upgrades it and upgrades it so that these, basically, these elemental titans, these entities of, you know, elemental force and, you know, terror can't rip through the sandbar. They keep them from reaching landfall, from making landfall. 
That's their, yeah. like, goal, I think, is to... So they, what, fight them out on the ocean? They fight them, what, in, like, a, a little boat? Or they just, like, stand before the waters? They stand in the waters and, like, you shall not pass. You know, is it something Both. like that? Both. It depends, yeah. on the, depends on the elemental, right? Like, oh, if, a giant, yes. if a giant tidal... If a living tidal wave emerges from the water, you sail out on a boat and you stare it in the face. But, like, if it's just a... If it's, like, a living tornado that is pulling pulling like mountains from the cliff side there's pulling cliffs from a mountain you you run and you do like a cool leap you throw your shield on the ground you you jump off of it i've started watching my hero academia season two and there's a scene (laughs) that involves that (laughs) academia jeff (laughs) i'll let you take it back and say it again if you want i will i will so you you know if it's a living tornado that is ripping uh you know what no i'm standing by it (laughs) I'm standing by it. I, I knew it was academia, and I, I can't believe that I said it, but I have no, to live with it. No, it's okay. I, have to live I had with to that. just make the joke, because I heard it, and I was like, uh, that's awesome. No, nope, it's academia. I know it's academia. Can we call I, it that from now on on the show? So, it, it, uh, there's a scene from My Hero Academia <laughs> that, that involves that. Yes. The the, the, the test, where the yeah. slides and the jumps on the shield, things like that. If you're fighting I a tornado, you gotta, like, throw your shield on the ground, jump off of it, jump off of a, a cliff, jump off of a chunk of rock, and, like, go, go do battle. Yeah, of course. So, I really dig this. I really think we have a good setup I think this. we do. Because it's someone who's, like, making custom armor for a really cool cause for their specific region of the world. All right. And so, like, we have gotten to know, uh, we've gotten to know uh, Runara? Was it Runara? Runara. 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 We've gotten to know Runara. Now we're going to get to know the, 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 the Sandbar family and the people that have led to uh, Runara. We're going to get to know Runara's mother. Uh, we're going to get to know all of their other ancestors that have led to this moment. Fuck yes. So here's how this is going to work. We have in front of us, Aaron, uh, we're mm-hmm. going to do a section of this. We're going to do a smidgen of it because we are a half an hour into the recording. We certainly are. We're going to do a smidgen of, of this because we have one, two, three, four. We have six sets or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven sets of ancestors to dig to, to get to know. God damn. We're not going to get to know all of them. But we have this whole line. We have we have her parents, her both sets of grandparents, and both sets of great grandparents. Fuck yeah. We're gonna we so how this is going to work, we're gonna go back and forth. One of us is going to pick one of the uh either one set of grandparents, one set of great grandparents, or her parents. One of us is gonna be the lens and pick where we're we're kind of zooming in on. Okay. Um, let me see. The lens picks the focus, so we're going to pick one of these cards. Each card is made up of two two ancestors, so two people, their life before they had offspring, and their life after they had offspring. We're going to pick which set of ancestors we want to get to know. We're going to pick one of the... That person's going to pick one of those four categories, either the ancestors, the union, or the fate, and talk a little bit about it. Just kind of give a fact, give sum it up in a nutshell... And describe, you know, and and lay like lay it out, uh, and then pass it to the other player. Once we've all, once we've kind of fleshed all of that out, then we move on to the next thing. Okay. Once we have both, once we have kind of both laid out, once we have laid out all four pieces of a card, then the other person, the person that didn't pick the set of cards, will explain how that family's legacy bleeds into Runara. Okay. Okay. Does, does all that make sense? Um, you're probably gonna have to remind me again. We'll off go mic. through it as we go, but I just wanted to lay it out. 
<laughs> yeah, of course. All right. Um, so I have, a, I, I have a person I'd like to put a lens on, if that's how okay. this works. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly um, how it works. I would like to do, I think personally, for the sake of time especially, the people who first got the armor, the first person to have okay. the Bastion, and Runara's parents, the most recent, like okay. the current bearer. Got right? It. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, just yeah. for I know the exactly sake of time, saying. I think the people who started it and the people who currently have it would be the most important to, like, talking about why Runara is who she is. Let's talk about, then let's, I'd like to play the lens first and start with her. Yeah. I want to I get to know her mom. Oh, I want to get to know, like, I want to get to know her parents. Let's do I it. I want to get to know, I want to get to know. So we're going to start immediately above the hero card. We, Like I said, we have two ancestors. We have a union and we have a fate. I want to get to know, I want to get to know, uh, I want to get to know her two moms. I want to get to know her mom and her mom. Like, that's what I want to get to know. I'm down with that. Let's talk about some moms. Let's talk about some moms. I want to get to know that. I want to get to know them. Okay. So let's start with the mother that wears the Bastion arm. Mm, yes. Uh, her name is Kalexa Sandbar. Fuck. That's a good name. Kalexa. Kalexa Sandbar. Kalexa is, um, I picture her as sort of the, I picture her as the very kind of iconic, um, like, uh, shield bearer warrior type. Yeah. Which is, you know, stubborn, like, large, stubborn, big, heavy, big, heavy, like, Samus Aran armor. Like, you can't make her budge in an argument. You can't make her budge in a fight. You know, a tornado could bear down on her and she'd be fine. And she has the aura of somebody that, like, would not need any of that magic. Mm. So, like, that le- it's a level of confidence. It's a level of, is it put on? Is it because, like, I have to be the shield for, you know, this entire oh, it's 100%, region? It's 100% put on. They, I think are, that- like, they are Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that idea of, like, I have to be the shield of the planet because, like, if I don't, who will stand in the face of, like, these things that look aim to hurt the world? Yeah. Is that and I think it? it- I love it, because I, I think that, like, deep down, she wants nothing more than to just, she want nothing more than, like, her fan, like, her family is her everything, right? Like, oh, absolutely. her family, her family, like, she goes out and, and does this ridiculously dangerous thing, and, like, comes home and is like, honestly, like, I could hang it up tomorrow. If I, if I felt like I could, I'd hang it up tomorrow, and I would, I would, I would, I would, you know, hang out at home. I would I would crack a beer. I would play ping pong with my daughter. Renara and Kalexa love ping pong. I'm just adding the detail in. Family ping pong night happens. It, it's like something to blow off steam. I think that it is. It is that like uh, she is taking a cue for like going going to an all my fantasy children classic. Aaron, if I may, please do. She is big on hobbies. Okay, I love that. Love, love a mom with hobbies. Love a mom with hobbies. Um, just is all about like you know, like has an intense ping pong rivalry with Runara. Loves loves like party games. Like is constantly uh, is constantly like I found this new party game. It's a lot of fun. You flip a. It's kind of like a horseshoe, or it's kind of like um, cornhole. But instead of instead of a sandbag, you throw a water balloon. So you got to throw it real gentle because if it explodes, you lose. And it's like, Mom, I don't want to play that. That sounds awful. Sounds awful. It's like, but, but, but just hear me. So this is someone who basically, like, doesn't want the job. But it, the because, okay, so what I do like about this story is that because it, it fuels Renara being like, my mom did this and didn't even want to. Yeah. You know, it was it was such a, that responsibility, that weight was placed on uh, Kalexa. 
that I think she, she's like, not for my daughter. Like, my daughter can do whatever she wants. And it, and it fuels that moment, right? It fuels yeah, that, course. like, it fuels that, like, I, I had a choice. Like, I had this conversation when I was a kid. And I chose, and she's like, I don't regret it because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, frankly, I'm really freaking good at it. Mm-hmm. Alexa is very competitive. Loves that being love. good. Loves being good at stuff. Yeah, and I think it it helps with this idea of having a magical armor that can like, you know, you being the idea that I like about characters in any fantasy fiction that are seen as impervious is that like you know they they have to have that air of confidence that they can withstand things yeah. and that goes with emotions that goes with interpersonal with like relationships that where they're like they have to have this air of toughness when this like and the and that competitive nature comes from like living a life of being like I have to have this confidence in yeah. order for me to fucking survive or yeah. like I'll get swept away by a fucking wave if I don't think that me standing perfectly still with my arms outstretched will block it yeah, and I think that, like, when she comes home, she puts away the armor, she takes it off, and she's like, I'm not talking about this, like, it is it is, it is, is a job, I do it because I have to, but, like, it, it's not, I'm not, like, when the time comes, when I hand this armor to somebody, I'm never looking at it, I'm never thinking about it again. The armor in the house isn't some, like, sacred artifact, um, like, I think... Runara no yeah it's like in they the, it it's in the mud room yeah they use it as a table they use it as a nightstand they yeah you know it's you, just like hung up on a coat TV. rack they they kick kick up their feet on it like I really I like this idea of this household that Runara is in is very much not one of like and we have a mystical responsibility it's like yeah like we fucking do this because it's super important but like it's not this weighty mystical responsibility it's like no we chose to do this. We, we, this is what I love to do is, you know, I live for the challenge, the competition of saying, come at me, you know, storm of a hailstorm of where everything's the size of like beach balls and I punch I, them away and swap them away. I stand against it and yeah. I, am, I am the right person to do that and, you know, like good, but eventually someone else is going to come along and I'm not going to, I'm not going to begrudge them. Because what I like is it tells me that Runara has really good role models in the house to have like you know that like you know this is my we that we have a choice to become heroes like isn't this idea of like and now you'll do what i do it's like no this wasn't thrust upon me i took the mantle up but but at the same time it tells her a lot of it it, it informs that idea of this is a responsibility like somewhat like like we have a responsibility to do this yes because we have this power and so it is it is okay you don't have to wear the armor. Like if you don't want to wear the armor, but like, even if you're not wearing the armor, you still have to, you still live on the coastal rift. Like you still have a responsibility to every other person living on that Island. Like we all know each other. We all care for each other. You still have that responsibility. How are you going to help them? Yeah. And it's, well, I'm really good at, I'm really good at magical inscription. I can do that. And, and Kalexa goes, okay. Well, then then I'm going to enroll you in the best damn calligraphy course that this this coast has to offer because you're going to be incredible. I fuck with it. Which, again, that actually ties into the idea that she is competitive. She's like, I'm going to make you great. Yeah, like I'm going to make sure that your talents are like, you know, it's is a little bit of like is protective of Runara because it's it's very much like. You know, I'm not just going to let trust anybody. It's something my mom used to say where she's like, I didn't just fucking drop you off at anybody's house. Like, I had to know who the fuck they were, that they were going to take care of you. And I think it's the same yeah. way where it's like, 
you don't like people don't understand like when she dropped runara off at what magic inscription school it was like all right now the the gen astrals mage academy the chamber Chamber of canem yeah it was like all right now you better do a good fucking job because the the coastal rift their safety depends on you know your success in teaching my daughter to become like to because the idea that we always have on the show it's not like to meet expectations it's to become as amazing as the like you have potential in you to bring out the fullest of your potential and understand that you are an amazing person and release it from within there's a long awkward parent uh college application uh, conversation between Kalexa and Jen Astral herself where she was like I need to talk I need to talk to the person who runs it no no, 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 no. I need to talk to the person who runs it and is sitting in an office and is like asking just battering her with questions like yeah. like is this a safe school like how what how, where are your last four graduates like can you can you personally tell me where your graduates are I honey, heard you can, guys fight fucking demons as exercises that's madness <laughs> honey can you stand outside for a minute and then like so when she leaves she's like is she gonna be safe is she gonna be happy? Yeah. Okay. Then you've got me. This is no. To keep, this is no game. We need to keep. We need to keep this going. We need to keep this going because I need her to see me as a hard ass. I just. It's important to me. Yeah. <laughs> she comes back in. I'm not. I'm not gonna let you. You're gonna take care of my daughter. I love All this right. so much. <laughs> Kalex says, "Tough mom, but like knows that like." And what this tells me is that these people know, the people of Coastal Rift, and especially this family of the, the the Sandbar family, knows that, like, it's kind of bigger than them. Yeah. That, like, you, like, somebody has to get good. Like, you know, okay, fine, you don't wear the armor, but, like, you gotta do something. You gotta you know, do we something. We have a responsibility. We, unfortunately, you're a part of something bigger than you, mm-hmm. you know? And that's where I like the idea of, like, finding out who started it. Because that's kind of the person, if you were to point fingers and be like, why the fuck do we have to take care of the Coastal Rift? And it's like, well, a long time ago, somebody took up this mantle. And, you know, what? And, you know if, he, if you can't pick it up, if you can't pick up the mantle, you have to pass it to someone and make sure they're prepared. Yeah. Because it was kind of, it was in fact thrust upon these previous generations, though, right? The new generations. Yeah. Is that bad? No, it's just that's just fucking real. That we usually in real life pay generational, you know, for decisions made generations and ago. And it's not we even a, not even necessarily a decision. Like this is just a fact of life that like true is a part true. of living here. Like nobody true. like uh. And this is this is me as kind of this is me putting on the author hat and saying like. I don't think the rift is like, you know, somebody intentionally did it. I kind of like that it's just a natural thing that like yeah. people live here. There's like a horrible thing that like there's a horrible thing that is just over the e- like that is just o- off the shore. And like but we've lit but like we've lived here for generations like this is this is this is our home. We have to find a way to make good with the environment that we live in. Yeah. Absolutely. I like always like that part of uh, writing fiction and thinking about it is like, usually the solution is like killing everything. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's like, well, there's elementals, let's kill them. This is warding. Mm-hmm. This is like, and you find you you're this is developing a balance in the natural world in a very different in a place that is a harsh environment, like an un- it's a challenging environment. Mm-hmm. It's not like you you just wake up every day and the sunshine. It's like, no, some days there are intense storms. There are meteors fall from the sky just on the coastal rift. You know, beings that are living tornadoes come and just exist. They exist to, you know, disrupt the world. And something has to stand against them in the way of standing in their way. Yeah. 
not killing, not to, destroying. You, you can't, you can't, you have to go that, like, you have to not come here because you're going to hurt people. I have to stand yes. against you because you are going to hurt people. And it's a shield. It's the yeah. bastion. It's not the sword. This is the bastion. This is the... This is the wall that protects, you know, uh, the coastal, the people of the coastal rift. Yeah. Because if they don't, you know, all those shopkeepers and all those people who just do, you know, what we think of as normal people shit in a fantasy setting would be, you know, swept away, would be hurt. I dig it. I fuck with now, this. Now, um, are we doing this right, or did we just go? We're off on going a tangent? off on a tangent. <laughs> we're going off on a tangent, but like it was a good structure for us to dig into it. I do want to briefly get into Kalex's other mom because I have a really good pitch for it, which is Please. another which is another departure from the rules. Okay, yeah, no, whatever. Her mother, Miriam Sandbar. Um, Miriam. Miriam loves doing stuff, and I like what just like going places. Vacations are a big thing. Um, ah. loves and is always making like big big huge like plans like we're gonna go we're gonna go see like the northern lights we're gonna go see this we're gonna go and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look out on you know uh we're gonna go look out on a cliff that you see all of creation like we're gonna go to the center of the river nexus <laughs> but Kalexa, being that she loves games and like activities I picture her as very um, dorky, dorky, touristy parent. Oh, I <laughs> so it's Jeff, literally like I was about to say these are party moms. This is like you go to you know the center of all creation, and you have a big picnic with like fucking cornhole and, like, and like got, fun party got, games there. I got, I got paddle ball, and she's like hitting, she's like hitting the ball with like on the string, and she's like, <laughs> look at this, this is fun. It's like mom. Mom, please, you are standing in the center of the river nexus. And she's like, yeah, but I got this. Look, I got a Rubik's Cube. But if you solve it, look, look, it says, it says, I had a great time. <laughs> oh, how cool is that? And then, like, it's it's a very go, go, fun. Like, you know, they, they have a, I think, what's what's Mildred? Miriam. <laughs> Miriam Mildred Sandbar. Miriam Mildred um, is very much about uh, knowing Something that, like, once again, I always say this, and I know I sound like a fucking broken record. Something in fantasy is that, like, people don't leave their town, and it, and it has to do with the whole monolithic culture thing that's in yeah. present in most fantasy, where, like, people live in their city that they were born in, that the elves only live in, and they never go anywhere else. Like, but if you remove that, it's people travel, people explore, yeah. people experience other cultures and other parts of the world. And that's something, like, if you're constantly in this region that's, you know, you work a lot, basically. If you if you wield the bastion, you know, your life is that's some high pressure situations happening. Um, it'd be important, I think, to be like, you know, it's it's good to get out sometimes and breathe and see what the rest of the world is like outside of your corner and your work and your life. What you think is, you know, uh, you might think that this is a world ending calamity to you because, yes, your your world will be washed away if we're not the shield to stand before it. But yeah. the rest of the world will still dance and drink and party and mourn and live while you're on the other side of the world, you know, trying to protect from a hurricane that no, it's the tree falling in the woods thing. Yeah. You know, where it's like other stuff is happening all over the world and, you know, you got to you got to experience it and understand your place in the world as as small as you may feel with that perspective, mm-hmm. it still doesn't diminish the work you have to do. And I think that's the idea for that uh, Miriam Mildred tries to instill. Yeah. 
I fuck with it. This family rules. I love First this family. All, I want to have wild, awesome picnics with like blasting cool music and like grilling and playing paddleball. Like people are like adventurers are walking by like to see like the peak of the crea- the mountain of creation, and they're like, "Hey, you want to grab a you want to grab a, a chicken sandwich? Yeah, you want a cheeseburger? We're just putting them on. You want cheese on yours or what? I'm putting on I, cheese now. <laughs> I got cheddar. I got pepper jack. You only get one though. You only get one. I can't do both. And this like an adventurer is like you know a Yes, and they come and sit and like, oh, mm. they chat, you know, mm. swap stories. Interesting, interesting. I really fucking love this shit. Ah, uh, yes. I shall take cheddar. I shall take cheddar. Great call, great call. The, the, the pepper jack has been out, it's starting to sweat a little bit. Okay, so what that also, like, we're joking about that, but like, it also tells me something cute about the family that it's like, that means that Runara has grown up hearing stories of people's experiences from all over the world. Like, yeah. you know, they're a family of heroes. You know, yeah. she grew up in a family of people doing heroic fantasy shit. But through these picnics and, and these travels... And she becomes a hero in a different way of speaking. Yeah, because she's like, oh, I've I've met heroes that do all sorts... And it's intentional, I think, from her mm-hmm. mothers. To be yeah. like, I want Runara to know that, like, her her path is so legit. Her path is so noble because other, you know, some she'd meet someone who's like, oh, I'm just a healer. Like, I, all I do is travel from town to town, spreading my, using my gifts to, like, make people feel better or make people laugh or, like, you know, oh. tell sad oh, stories I'm, like bards. Oh, I'm just a mail person. All I do is yeah, deliver the mail. I'm a mail carrier. And, like, you know, I, it's an important service. And, like, wow. Cool. And that's, like, you don't, like, stand before the darkness. Well, I do in a way. You know, I, I spread <laughs> Liter- joy. Literally, because I have to enter a fighting tournament and... <laughs> A whole thing that I it's that's really not, and, not you know, part of being a mail carrier. It's sort of more my thing. It's but, my story, uh, <laughs> but it's not everyone's, but it's an important story to know. Um, <laughs> so I like that it's like been this because we said they're involved, like we kind of implied that her parents are involved in her life. Yeah. And I like that it's like she experiences, she gets a lot of perspective about the world and being a hero. And that's, I think, what inspired her to be like, I don't want to physically be standing against the darkness, but there's a lot of ways to protect people and stand against, you know, things that would hurt others. And I think by magical inscription is the way I want to do that. I love it. Because it's not just about being a sandbar that makes you the bastion. It's about the armor. It's about making the conscious choice. It's about making the choice to make your world better. I fucking love that. And help your community. Yes. All right. Now let's play the game. Let's play one round of the game properly. (laughs) Before we wrap, let's go to the far left corner of our makeshift board, which would be Kalexa's grand, uh, Kalexa's grandparents. Yeah. So um, we have our, again, so we're going to collectively figure out five pieces of information. We're going to figure out Kalexa's two grandparents and we'll roll for pronouns on them. Uh, what their life was like before they had an offspring, what their life was like afterwards, and who their offspring was. Which is to say, Kalexa's parent. Mm, I love and that. And then, and like, we'll, and how this is going to work is, um, each of us will pick, we'll just pick one, and like the lens, whichever of us wants to go first, we'll just pick one of the parents, give like a detail about it, just like pretty short, probably you know, short, a little bit of a story, a little bit of background, but like talk a little bit about who they were, hand it to the other person who will fill out another piece of these five pieces. We'll go back and forth, and then once all once like the fifth piece has been decided, then the last person will talk about how all of what we have said informs Runara. I love that. 
And then we won't. I don't think we need to roll on table. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna say no, since no, we're no, an no. hour in, we're not rolling on tables. No, we're already over what we usually go to, and that's okay. But that's um, fine. Yeah, but I want to. That's that's how this is gonna go. Would you like to be the lens and go first, or should yes, I? Yes, I would like go to because I have a pitch. Um, the the grandparent of um, Mildred. Uh, this would be Kalexa's grandparent. Okay, so Kalexa's grandparent. Let me let me give unless we want to unless we want to say Miriam is the family tree that that create that has inherited the sandbar. Whichever. No, I like the idea of it being Kalexa because it's like I, I feel like Kalexa had responsibility thrust upon her. All right, so I rolled for pronouns or one d six, and I rolled a one or two. So this is a this is Kalexa's grandfather. So Kalexa's Kalexa's grandfather was back in the day. I think what the person who for is this something that was forged or something that was discovered? Um, let's go forge. I think forged is cool. I like I like the conscious making of it. Okay, so Kalex's grandparent, uh, the grandfather, is the one who forged this armor. Is the one who couldn't? I think could not wear it. Was not one for like you know for physical strength. Maybe like they couldn't mm-hmm. do it. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. people just like, can't fucking do it. Like they don't have you know, it in them to literally stand before a fucking hurricane and do this task. So I think that this is the first, so I'll take you back to the coastal, coastal, what is it? Coastal plain? Uh, the coastal, coastal rift. rift. Take you back to the coastal rift. It's this region of fantasy that is just, you know, they were struggling to get by. Like, I feel like it was the kind of like feeling of like a cyclical event where it's like every time these people like, you know, get something going in their town, you know, every time a town hall gets built, every time the new shop gets built, it's like, you know, some basically like some Greek Titan shows up and fucks everything up. And so they're like, we have to do something. And what it was this like this, the heroic blacksmith? Is that the legend type thing? Where, like, I, they ma- I, 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 I feel like it's not even necessarily a legend. I think it's kind of like that it's pretty like clearly traceable mm-hmm. like um it is yeah it is um could his name be bullworth sandbar bullworth sandbar <laughs> made this armor because the town so the town of sandbar the ta- <laughs> so the town of coastal rift had was devoid of what we'd know as heroes no one who is like, I'll stand against it. This is a town where people had to decide their fate and be like, we have to do something. We, we, we're in this together. We have to help. We have to put someone in a position where they can do that. And they can step and, up. And I think it was a town collective type thing. Like the town of Coastal Rift was like, you know, the leather maker or whoever with the, 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 the town person who makes fabric was like, I'll I'll make the straps that like contain the keep the, keep the plating together. And they're like, I'll cook the big meal before you stand against it. And like, and then the blacksmith who was what is it? Gorth? What was it? Bull, Gorth? Bullworth. <laughs> Bullworth was like, and I'll craft the metal. Can I? You know, well, but now can I say a thing that like? What if it's like a Samus Aran like big bulky thing, but it's leather armor? Because that's dope. Ooh, I really like that. It's leather armor and it's crafted, handcrafted by these people. And I think and it's big and bulky and like durable in the way that like the hardest steel, like the most forged like steel armor would be. But it's just like hum- like just pure leather armor. And it was smithed with. It was made with love and made with love, but it was just leather armor yeah. and unbeknownst i think to this generation at the time was i think someone whether it was you know gorthal bullworth <laughs> damn it was bullworth like bullworth's partner or bullworth's friend 
inscribed magic into it in the form of words, in the form of calligraphy, just like Runara did. And so for a generation, they're like, it's only, you know, the sandbars that can rock this armor. We are heroes and blah, 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 blah. Or like, I'm trying to figure out the way to like make it match Runara's story of someone... Someone did the little secret work because dangerous work was about to happen and enchant what is basically regular leather armor with like elemental properties. So Bullworth. Okay, well, then I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with it immediately. Um, I'm going to roll D6 for pronouns. I got a five. So they there. Uh, Gorthal. Gorthal Sandbar. Because I like the name Gorthal and I wanted to run with it. Okay. Uh, Gorthal Sandbar. Um, so Bullworth made the armor. Bullworth like crafted this armor, but he was like, I can't wait. Like, I'm, I can't do this. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't do this. Gorthal, um, his partner, they said, I- I'll wear it. If, if it's as, I mean, I know you, like, that's why I fell in love with you. You're the best, you're the best damn Smith. You're the best damn Smith in town. Like you're like, you make, you make beautiful art. If this is half as good as you say it is, then then fuck, I'll go stand in front of a volcano right now. And it was like totally like a trial run. I mean, I feel like this something was incoming. And this was like their community's like last ditch effort. So it was like someone has to wear it. That theme that we come back to where it's like everyone did their part. But at the end of the day, someone has to be Samus. Someone yeah. has to put on the suit. Runara's, Runara's grandparent, Gorthal Sandbar, really did it as a gesture of love. They said, they said, look, if this is half as good as you say it is, then I'm going to do it. I trust you. Yeah, I trust yeah. you. I trust I your have, craftsmanship. I have no doubt in my mind that you have created a thing that can stand against a living volcano. And and Bullworth himself is like, I don't know that that's true. I don't know. And Gorthal's like, what? Well, fuck you then. Like, that's <laughs> <down> with you. <laughs> like you're like it you are you are exactly that good i'm gonna and like i i i promise you like i i promise you and here's the deal when i am proven right you are taking me out to dinner i love it (laughs) that is the story of their proposal and what i oh i love that and what this tells me is uh it's been People might see it on the outside, or maybe the the sandbars don't even realize it. That for since the beginning of this tradition of protecting the town, it's taken a team. Mm-hmm. It's taken more. It's not. It's never just been one person donning armor. Like we don't know the story of Mildred. Yeah, uh, Miriam. Mir- Miriam. Miriam Mildred, Mildred. and connect connects Kalexa? Kalexa and Kalexa. Like we don't know their partnership, but I think there is one there where it's like one of them can't do it alone. It's always been two people back to back, you know, in that family figuring it out. But, you know, obviously the person who wears the armor is like the most visible hero, but it's always been a collective effort. And I think that's when it comes to Renara to be like, and I'm going to pass it on. Like Mm -hmm. this is something where I'm going to etch it. I'm going to make it the best it can possibly be. And then it's going to leave my possession for that. uh, So that like another duo can take over. Another, you know, legacy can basically begin passing the torch, the baton to someone. Yeah, you made the you you made Bullworth. I made Gorthal. So now we have the three things left. Yeah, would you like to talk about uh, Gorthal and Bullworth before they had offspring, after, or their child? I would like to talk to them before all this to kind okay, of like me, talk to me about their life before they had before they had a child. So these are people who uh, I think have lived in the coastal rift 
for as long as they can remember. Mm-hmm. I, I see this very much of like this is this is where we're from. Like, you know, it's it's tough living. You know, I was I was writing about Purethra Guild recently and I was like, why did like why are people still hanging out in Purethra Guild? You're surrounded by the haunted fucking forest. And it's like that's a harsh environment, but it's not uninhabitable. It's like it's still it's it's the Midgar thing where it's like this is their this is where they're from. This is their This home. is their home. Like this yeah. is home. And it's people I think the two of them were people who were like no, like, despite all this, like, you know, we have to figure out a way around it so that we can thrive and, like, you know, stop having to restart over and over again. They found, you know, the two of them found each other in, you know, in this chaotic place where, like, there's a level of unpredictability and, like, life is fragile and what you have, you hold on to so tightly because at any time, you know, a walking typhoon can come fuck your life up. So the people that are like, I found something that's worth really, like, I, as corny and cliche as it is, like, I found something where, like, I want to protect and save and, like, hold on to and I find mm-hmm. precious and, like, my life I've always known is, like, I'm living on the, the tip of a knife and, like, life is incredibly precious, but theirs is precious to me, is more precious to me, and I'll do anything to keep it safe. And that teamwork, I think, is what led to the creation of the Bastion, where it was mm-hmm. two people being, like, I two will— Two people that loved each other. Yeah, to be, like, I'll keep you safe, and I'll keep everyone's stories of love safe. I'll keep your bar safe that I love, because that's where my partner loves to go. And I love my friends who also go there. I love the owner. And it became this thing of, like, the Bastion was basically forged out of love for a yeah. community, for— you know, tiny relationships that exist within that community, but it was forged out of love and it's continued to be, it's made through a bond. You know, the Bastion was only formed through a bond. It's continued through a bond. And, you know, the legacy continues to be passed on because of the bond. And I love this. Uh, Then I'm going to just dive right into their, their, their life after they had a child, which was obnoxiously affectionate. Oh, <laughs> I like, love that. just, just, just oh, over the top. But like, they like, Gorthal, they had like a life threatening job and they offered to do it. And they, they walked and they tell you, they would tell this story until they were 215 years old. They would tell the story of like, I told, I told your father, I told your grandfather that when I walked back into town wearing his armor, he was going to take me to dinner, and sure enough, I walked right back into town, and I said, where are we going to eat? He picked out the restaurant. He got down on one knee. He said, will you be my life partner? And sure enough, we ain't we ain't been parted but a day since. Love that. And, like, they're constantly a kissing and cuddling, and, like, they are just, like, that couple. I love it. That, like, you know, are constantly just like, yeah, you know, you found, you found the person, you find the person you want to be with, and sometimes it takes one gesture, and they both are just, like, they just... You know, they, they, they loved and supported each other throughout, like, they, and they just, which I, I, uh, yeah, that's, that's their, that is, that is, that is their, their life after their, like, that is their life at when they were together and with child. Like, that was their, their story together. And I'll add on because what that tells me about life with child is that they, they instill that into Kalexa, where it's like, if mm-hmm. you love, love so strong like you know what i mean love love all the way love all the way like you know don't let anything come between your love and your passion and their dreams you know you are there to lift them up and love them the best you can because you know the winds can change at any second and you never know which way they're going to blow and the bet all you can hope for is to stand before it to keep them safe and uh their son he his uh their son who is uh do you have a cool name? Do you have a cool name you want to throw out? Oh, shoosh. Um, so otherwise, I'm going to go with Magnanimous. Magna? Magna? Magna rules. Magna. Magna Sandbar? 
I'd love to. I it. If you have, do you have a pitch for Magna Sandbar? Because if not, I do. Uh, I don't. I don't. Okay. I want to say Magna Sandbar enthusiastically wore the armor. Mm. Um, because he wanted to prove to his parent that he could. Not in the way of like, uh, like, and and uh, Gorthal was like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to do this. Like, you do, you do what you want. It was no, no. I want to do this. Like. Like I want, I want to do this because like I see Hugh wearing the armor and it inspires me, and like that kind of became where it was. Um, that kind of bleeds into Kalexa, where that kind of becomes where it was sort of the family heritage. Ah, because he was inspired by them, and he said like, "You are, you are everything that I want to be," which means I want to wear that armor. I want to and be that, just like you, and I love you. Like you know, yeah. and it's about and, all about and love. So they said, "Okay, if if this is if this is what you want to do, then you got to start training today. Like then you got to know that like you got to know this is not a game. This is not a, a hobby. Like if you are going to step into this role, and they kind of were like, "Hey, we can find somebody else." Like and Magma said, "No, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna be just as good as you were." And they said, "No, you're fucking not." <laughs> they said you're gonna be you're gonna be better than I ever was, and they said okay, that's what I'll do then. I love this, and it, like we we basically just learned like why Runara is the way they are yeah. in terms of like being confident enough to be like you know I'm gonna pass it on. I'm gonna I'm gonna that's... make this armor the best it can be so that the person who comes before me can protect like what comes after me can protect what they love. Yeah, I love this. And this is fun. That's a wrap. And then the rest of the game would be we we have what one two three four five cards left to fill out. Like that would be the remainder of the game. Goodness gracious! Um, where can you find this game, Jeff? Uh, you can go to lamemage.com, which is uh, Ben Robbins who made Microscoped and I mean, Microscope, Microscope Explorer, and Follow, and a bunch of other games. Uh, you can find it. You can find it there. You can also find it probably on itch.io. I don't know for sure. You can find it on Drive Through RPG. You can find it wherever RPGs are sold. Google is a fabulous thing. Google's a fabulous thing. Um, thank you so much to Rumda for your prompt. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I really was like scrolling through a lot of prompts today, and it's just a wonderful thing to have so many. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this show and you've always kind of wanted to submit, but like, don't be shy. It's fine. And there's so many ways you can do it, like that you don't gotta sweat it. And Jeff, what are those ways? You can tweet at us at. AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC discord and use them in the prompt submission channel. Yeah. Um, while you're online, are you online right now? Are you wow. on the internet? Are you on you, AOL? You legally have to tell us if you're on the internet. It's true. Uh, did you install that free AOL CD and get some hours? You know what you can do with those free AOL hours? And for all you youngins, Google it. Um, you can go and listen to Jeff's other podcast and use that precious internet time. Jeff, what's your other show? Uh, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player uh, role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player role-playing game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. But you've also, once you've listened to an episode or two of Party of One, and you've got a few hours left on that AOL CD, you can also listen to Aaron's other podcast. Aaron, why don't you tell us about what your other podcast is? I am a part of the cast of Skyjack's Courier's Call. It is set in the world of Spear from Campaign Skyjacks, and it's about, it's an all-ages podcast of adventure, 
learning to love yourself and your friends. And we play Fate Accelerated and have a really good time. Um, Check it out. Go to Google it. You know, it's on Spotify. It's on all that. But yeah, Skyjack Courier's Call. Come hang out with us. It's really heartwarming. It's really positive. And it's great if you got youngins or if you're young at heart. Um, All My Fantasy Children is proud to be part of the One Shot Podcast Network. One Shot Podcast Network is home to really, really dope podcast content like ours, but also shows like Modifier, Backstory, Campaign, uh, Neo Scum, Broadswords, Woman with Hollow Eyes is a really amazing stream. Like, there's tons of stuff, so go to OneShotPodcast.com and browse around. It's super, like, user-friendly, and the feed is also... You could just honestly click through the feed and find an amazing show. Yep. Do that and find some really cool tabletop content. It's been a really great home for us, and because their beliefs align with ours in terms of content, so you can trust in them. Um, what else do we do in the show? A verbal hug. Um, I got one. If you, Let's if go. You, I don't know if you got one, but I got I one. I can have one, yes. You start it off. Uh, your community needs you. Your The people around you need you now more than ever, and it is important for you to figure out how you can best step into the role of hero and be the people that those people around you and your community need. Like, now is the time for you to step up and and you know, you might be the person wearing the armor. You might be the person building the armor. You might be the person, uh, you might be the person bandaging wounds after the person who wears the armor stares down the hurricane. But the people in your life, the people in your community need you now. Find out, figure out, think through how you can fight and fight. It yep. is important. It is necessary. And I'm, I, I, I hope that you put the work in to figure out how you can contribute. Yeah. I recently learned about something that people are referring to ally fatigue. And I was like, y'all, the best way I can describe that is one, come on, son. But also, like, someone has to wear the armor. We kept talking about that during this episode where it's like, this has to be done. It's not Uh a matter of like, but, but no. It's like, the hurricane is coming. The hurricane is here. Will you stand against it and do your fucking part? You don't have to wear the fucking armor, but you got to do something because that hurricane's coming and it's coming for you and us all. Mm-hmm. So do your part. Figure out what you can do to help. There are so many resources to help with that, but like find out what you can do and do it to the best of your ability because there's a lot of people who need you right now. Need, yeah, you. It, it is. there is a way that you can fight and it is your responsibility to find that way and contribute to your community and the people that you love and the people that you care about because it matters. It matters now more than ever. It matters yeah. today, it matters tomorrow, and it continually will matter. So find it, put in that effort, you breathe if you need to, oh, yeah. but put in that work. And you know, you, you might not be you might not be wearing the armor on the front lines, but there's damn there there's damn certain a need for that person to be etching in those magical things on that armor. Yeah, if you've learned anything from this episode, it's that it doesn't happen alone. Like, you know, mm-hmm. no one stands before is, the storm by themselves. It's a team effort. It is a community. Every yeah. and and it is it is it is about community. It is about taking care of your community. Jeez, is that what this episode was about, Jeff? Gee, Crushed wait, it. this podcast is good. Crushed it. Uh, who are these kids? We coasted. Um, we co- that was, that was so easy. Oh, my God. We barely fucking tried. Ugh. Whatever. This whole thing that tied up with a nice fancy bow Ugh. in my sleep. Um, is that it? Is that what we did? That's it. <laughs> uh, well, so until next time, good night and good, good game. game.
Hey there, Junior Wizards, Senior Wizard Aaron here, and since we kind of made this big grand story and introduced a new region, I had a lot of ideas about it that I wrote down I wanted to tell all of you. So, let's take a quick moment to zoom in on the Coastal Rift. Located quite far from the cities of Pea Guild, Moon Crescent, Iron Hill, Geode, and Dragon, the main city of Coastal Rift sits atop a rock cliff overlooking a vast ocean of crystal blue water. Just one detail, just one, because there's a lot that make this region and landscape unique, is that it is dotted with enormous craters, and at the base of every one of these craters lies a geyser. Once a day, these geysers erupt, releasing a column of boiling water and steam. That means, oh yes, you guessed it, the Coastal Rift is home to some of the most luxurious and beautiful hot springs in all of fantasy. But is the Coastal Rift a resort town? No. Are the hot springs known the world over to be able to not only heal any and all wounds, but also restore lost memories? Oh, yes, yes, and yes! What a wonderful thing. And a region of hot springs that can provide such a beneficial service? How fun. See, listener, this is where the elemental issues come in. Do the massive sentient elemental forces attack the coastal rift to claim the magic hot springs? Did they themselves arrive on fantasy from the craters? Oh, we will never know. Well, we will, but not now at least. But what we do know is that the Bastion wards off these attacks to both protect the Coastal Rift and also allow safe passage for those traveling to the region to benefit from the springs. I really hope we can visit the Coastal Rift later in our show and really dive into the untold details of this region. Which, by the way, we, we, we really will, because we both really like this place a lot. But until then, this has been... A quick zoom in. A quick moment. I guess that's what we're calling it now. Bye, y'all. I love you.